Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Andrea Gould-Marks, Dr. Andrea, and today's episode is about sheltering in place with children. So we have a couple of guests. We have both families living in Southern Arizona. We have Amy Peck, who is the mother of three with two teenage boys at home. And we have Christy Hammer, who has five children. Um, four were at home and now five are at home, I understand, because there's a college student at home. So we've got all these different temperaments in one place at the same time, which makes a great psychological stew. And we're here to talk about that. So welcome, ladies. How's it going? Um, all things considered, not too badly. Um, I was really kind of dreading this time just because we would all be close uh, together without getting to interact with the real world, but we're making it through. It's, I don't know if we could do it a whole lot longer than through August, but right now we're we're making it work. You're holding, you're holding your own. How about you, Amy? How is it going for you there? It, things haven't changed as much here as it has for a lot of people. Um, we live in kind of a more rural area. And so the kids can go out when they need to and go in the backyard and yell and scream and, uh, you know, jump out of trees when they need to do that kind of stuff. So things haven't changed so much here. What about homeschooling? So let me go back to Christy. So you've got a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old. Correct. A 14-year-old. Yep. A 16-year-old or an 18-year-old. 18. Just turned 18. 18 year, and that's the only girl. Yes. And then and now uh, we have a returnee. We do. We do. And the thing with him is that. Um, so my in-laws have a house about five minutes away, so he's able to go and sleep there and work on his work. So he comes, he comes back, um, he comes back for food mostly, but um, you know, I think that's part of the reason why we're doing okay is because we're not adding him in full-time. You know, he, he's here, but not here full-time. If he were here with us, it would be a lot more challenging i think because he doesn't have a his own space here because we've you know there's many kids and so we moved him around at, when he left right right was there any um any feedback from him about not having his room when he came back no actually i think he just sort of expected that that was what was going to happen the so, oldest of five right the oldest of five yeah right, right. so he's a student yes how about, the, how about the 18-year-old? So she's graduating this year. So um, she's going through what she calls a spring of letdowns. So, and so it's been a challenge for her. She was supposed to go over to Europe um, over spring break in the beginning of April, and that was canceled. And then, of course, all of the regular senior activities have been canceled for her. Um, she just had to take AP tests this last week. And next week, she is going to get a graduation of sorts. It's not going to be like um, the traditional graduation, but the high school is um, 
has been working really hard to make it something special that they are going to remember. And it's going to be unique. It's not going to be like anything else anybody else gets to do. So in that, it's okay. She's starting to look forward to next year. Hopefully she'll be able to leave and do that. Um, she's got a pretty good, um, sometimes the attitude is um, she's fine. She doesn't seem to have a whole depression. lot. No, there's not that the, the depression. I'm sorry, there's stuff going on in the background. Um, so there's not a lot of depression from what she's telling me, but she's not, she's pretty stoic. So. It's, a, it's a pretty hard thing. I'm most concerned, really, about those who are graduating high school and those who are graduating college, but your boy is not graduating college. No. He's, what, a sophomore? Yes, currently a sophomore. But your daughter mm -hmm. described it so well, right? It's a semester of letdowns, mm -hmm. and especially when the kids get old enough in their teens, like 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, they look forward so much to the right. social life. And so it's, it's sad. Now, Amy, you have also a 17-year-old. Is a he 16-year-old. Oh, he's 16. Yeah. Is yeah. he missing the socializing? Eh, they're getting their socializing through, I mean, I, it sounds terrible, but I think a lot of parents are in the same boat saying, oh my gosh, thank goodness for video games because uh, they can talk to each other through their games and, you know, as much as we're all hating the video games as babysitter or as friend, that's kind of the situation a lot of people are in. And I don't think it's a horrible thing. You know, parents are just kind of trying to do the best they can to maintain sanity for now. And maybe that will look different eventually. But like for right now, that's how they're mostly talking to their friends. They're kind of homebodies anyway. So it's not horrible for them, but they're missing going out and doing like some activities with their friends, like doing sports stuff with their friends. My youngest is graduating from, is being promoted from eighth grade and they're doing something for them too. But Christy was telling me the other day about what they're doing for seniors at their high school. I and I thought it was really cool. about that. Yeah, it's really cool. So go ahead and describe in great detail this special event that's being planned. So what they're doing, they're calling it a drive-through graduation. Um, and what that means is that um, each student, so it's going to be for two nights, uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday. And then um, on each night, so the, um, the students will be, are broken up into 15-minute segments. So there's about 10 students for every 15 minutes. And they will drive on to one side of the track and the stage will be set up for them at the end of the football field like it normally is. And they'll drive up and they can, everyone can decorate their cars and um, put balloons and banners or whatever on their cars. They will drop the student off on one side of the stage and then the car will drive around to the other side of the stage. And so as their student is crossing the stage, they can take pictures, they can yell and hoop and holler and do all of that. And then there, there'll be a parade through the school grounds and there'll be places throughout 
the grounds uh, to get out and take pictures and to collect their special, like their diplomas and stuff. So it's going to be kind of like a parade of sorts, you know, starting with the actual graduation walk across the stage and then ending as they drive through the school grounds. Is somebody going to hand them a diploma? Yes. Um, I'm not While quite, on the stage. I think my understanding is we're going to be off the stage, but I don't know. I usually just show up and they tell me where to stand and I'll be handing the, the diploma cases out at one point and then there will be a place at another part of the campus that they'll actually hand them their diploma. So you're on the school board. Were, I you, am. were you part of how many people on the school board? By there the are five of us. Were you part of the brainstorming about what to do with graduation or was that already decided? No, we were definitely part of the brainstorming. Um, we talked, we had a meeting, when was it? May 5th, um, we all got together and that was one of the things that we sort of brainstormed. That Now the administration had come up with different options of things that might happen. And as we talked through some of the different options, um, we felt like this was the best way that both recognized the student and gave them an opportunity to have a sense of closure right now instead of stretching it out through the summer. The other thing, in addition to the graduation, they're hoping, um, I think they're really gonna work on trying to bring the seniors back, like in the end of June and end of July. And so the seniors will have one more time to be with their friends before they all disperse off into their next chapter of their lives. What's their vision for how to bring them together with the distancing? Um, I don't know. That's part of what they're trying to discern at this point to see if it's something that they can come up with. So none of us know, right? We don't know what June and July are going to look like. There's the other aspect of this is there's, you know, okay, it's summer. Yay. A lot of us were planning on sending kids off to camps you know, summer camps or, um, or, or vacations or whatever scheduled for June and July. And the camps don't even know if they're going to be holding camps. Not all of them have been called off. Some of them have, some of them ha haven't. It's all very up in the air still. So let's just talk about uncertainty because very often the conversation in a family is mom, when will, you know, how is, you know, all those questions about when and all that uncertainty. And Christy, you've got such a variety of children. What have you noticed about their need for certainty or not, or their tolerance for uncertainty? So the older ones are a little easier with the uncertainty, I think, only because they kind of understand why this is happening. They don't like it. They wish they could be out in, um, around their people and hanging out, but I think they do okay. Um, my nine-year-old who has Down syndrome, I don't think he understands what's going on at all, and so it's very difficult for him to understand any of this, and he really needs to be out and about. He's a, such a social butterfly. My youngest, um, he needs certainty, but... I don't know if he needs certainty about when this all will end as much as just other kinds of certainty. Like day-to-day like, kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's. I think he's happy with how things are going, primarily because everything is. We're you know we're doing 
the same things day to day. So that will bring us to a conversation about what's normal and the new normal, and maybe even how long it took each of us to get, if you will, used to this particular normal. And maybe when we come back, we can also talk a little bit about the gifts because sometimes in a crisis, there's also opportunities. And many of us who are relatively comfortable and not immediately threatened in terms of food supply and in terms of financial emergency have begun to recognize what some of the special gifts are in this time. So we're gonna take a little break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about some of those things with Christy Hammer, Amy Peck, and your host, Dr. Andrea for Bloomberg's Radio. Welcome back, and I'm Dr. Andrea, and we're having a family kind of discussion today with Amy Peck and Christy Hammer, both of whom are have children who are home and dependent on them during this unsettled time. So how are you taking care of yourself, Christy, during this time? Have you any personal time for yourself? And how, how does that get managed? Mm. Um, not as well as I could be. Okay. Not as well as I could be taking care of myself for sure. Um, there's not any me time. And so that's really stressful. Um, I was been used to them being at school in the mornings and you know, being able to be by myself and sort of collect my thoughts. So that has been a, a different situation and a little bit more difficult. That's a kind way to put it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when you don't get to have time for yourself? Is it just an, an exercise and a massive amount of self-control? Or is there, um, is there a way that you've been able to achieve a couple of outlets for yourself? So um, one of the things that I like to do prior to everything being shut down is uh, go to the gym. And I, I've been going to the gym for a while. And in the last uh, year or so, I've been more regular. And I didn't realize how much I missed that sort of physical outlet. And so sometimes it's easier now to not do things like go, even just walking around the neighborhood, which is what I've been doing. I don't do that as often as I could or should um, but sometimes if I'm really wound I know that that's a good thing for me to do and with the five children there are there any that you can count on to manage the younger ones so that you can have time for yourself yes my daughter who's leaving me in August <laughs> she's like my main she's like the mini me so she's always been really good at um, managing her younger <laughs> siblings ah, we just have family we have family conversation going on <laughs> um, she's really good we call her especially with him Johan whisper because she 
she's good at sort of getting him to do what he needs to do. Um, she can translate sometimes for him. And she's really good with my youngest too, being able to just interact in, in a way that's not hard. I mean, she's not, she's very calm and patient with them most of the time. Um, and when I'm losing my calm and patience, she, she can step in and help sort of mitigate. But you, but you said that you might be losing her in August. Where is she planning to go? At this moment, she's planning on going to Villanova. That is her plan in Pennsylvania. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she is anxious to go and I'm excited for her to go. Um, I'm getting more excited as she's getting closer to going because I understand how important this is for her an important part of life, really, you know, getting, I always say that college is, um, you get to try on being an adult without having to really be an adult. You get to be away from your family and, but everything's still taken care of for you. So you can. It's a real try. major luxury. Right. Um, I, I was listening to the news just, I, I'm very cautious about listening to the news. Mm -hmm. I, I titrate my dose of news, but I caught the chancellor of the universities in California saying mm -hmm. that it wasn't going to be business as usual for them right in september is she prepared for that letdown she is um it's i think again i think with her it's just she understands what the reality is and she doesn't like it but she understands that it's you know she would rather be safe and have everything be safe than um put herself at risk. Correct. Or anybody else at risk too. Got that. Amy, the same question for you in terms in terms of self-care. What do you so, got? What do you got? Well, <laughs> well, the other day I did have to get in the car and just drive around the block because yeah, that just had to happen. Because <laughs> yeah. I just had to like leave the house for just a little bit and calm down and count to 10. Um, but one thing that um, Christy and I have always enjoyed together was going grocery shopping together. So that's like our social hour. Once a week, we would go grocery shopping together and make our little rounds and go to the Costco and go to the grocery and go to the Target. And luckily, we've still been able to do that at least a little bit. That's kind of our mom time where we can get out easily. Yep, so the stores are, not all of them are requiring masks, but now Costco requires a mask. Um, so we go out with our masks. The thing that, I've, that we've noticed about shopping is that in general, the store might be busy, but the stores are quieter. So there's not the, Christy and I normally create conversations with the cashiers because we see the same workers every week and we like to socialize while we're out and the conversations the friendly banter that goes on in stores isn't going on as much and that makes us kind of yeah probably familiar <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's more of a sober environment but it's sweet that the two of you get to have that kind of social time. It's, it's, it's super important. 
And um, what do you, creativity has been looming um, and bursting in many places. It's one of the things that's been sort of the gift of this time. Have you noticed any surprising gifts in this time of confinement or when you've got more time with family? there an upside that you can speak about? Well, for me, one of the gifts is um, being able to see my college age child. Uh, in the last year, we would only see him once, you know, like for one week or two weeks at a time. And even last summer, he was working at, up at the college. And so we, all of last calendar year, we saw him for maybe four weeks. So one of the gifts is that I've been able to see him for two months now, which I have enjoyed. I know he would rather be up back in college and I would rather him be there too. Um, but that has been one of the gifts that I have seen is that I get to see my son and, and he likes being around us, which is another blessing because <laughs> he's outgrown that um, teenage angsty. I don't like my parents face. So it's been, that's been a gift for me and, and he, you know, just in our house. Yeah, so you've got another adult there, mm -hmm. you know, which is somebody you like. Yeah, which is which is wonderful. How about you, Amy? Any gifts you can you can to speak of? Um, the or opportunities. Sometimes it's just an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have noticed that in helping my fourteen-year-old with his homework a little more closely, because he's doing work that he would normally do in school, he's doing at home. Um, and he's always struggled with school. And so I'm getting a closer look at exactly what he struggles with. So that's been enlightening. Um, the other thing, same kid, has been um, fixing things around the house to avoid doing his schoolwork. So he has repaired uh, a hoe handle that had broken he has fixed some tile on one of our patio tables um, and he's built some wacky things. So that's been kind of fun to watch, even though he's avoiding doing his schoolwork. I know his teachers would agree that um, in unleashing his creativity and in learning to do more things around the house that they are getting a different kind of education that is equally as valuable. It's interesting. I came upon a list um, of skills that that the author was saying are things that are not generally learned in school at all grade levels or for all kids. And they were they were things that included fixing things and at the same time um, how to keep how to keep a checkbook in order, um, how to cook. Um, there were things on that list that, you know, sewing buttons on, things that really go by the wayside. I'll see if I can surface the list. Maybe I can put it in the show notes. But parents weren't always um, trained themselves to be um, homeschoolers. And right. I've heard it called bachelor training, what you're talking about, too. Bachelor training? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but we weren't always trained to be teachers, no. No, for sure not. And so I think there are a lot of people who are discovering that they have a penchant for a tendency or a love for teaching. There are a lot of girls around that are liking it. No, the two of you are saying, no, <laughs> that's not, that's not one of the things. Okay, right. And um, there are a couple of tangles sometimes that happens with conflicting, you have conflicting family members. Like, I know that both of you still have mothers. How does that complicate matters at all for either of you? Uh, it does for me because my mom is living in Colorado and um, she's had, she's been, she's had a, a rough last year. Um, and just medically, she's had some concerns and some issues. And so she's been, she doesn't drive anymore. So she's, she was self-isolating before it was the end thing to do. And um, during all of this, my sister who lives in Colorado, not too far from her, um, we believe she contracted the COVID virus. And so that was a bit of a concerning time because my, my mom was of course worried about her. We were all worried about my sister. Um, but then if something need, should hap need to happen and we need to go get, you know, take care of my mom for whatever reason, she, could, she obviously wasn't able to do it. And um, the possibility of me having to um, leave my kids here in Arizona and head out to Colorado was concerning because I have, you know, five kids that I'm trying to maintain and um, then just making sure that I'm keeping my mom safe I don't want to be bringing things to her. So it, that made, it makes it a little bit more challenging. And, and that's an example that has gone on in so many houses, those conflicts of interest. I really want to thank both of you for even taking the time away from your incredibly overloaded schedules to spend a little time talking to our audience um, from the standpoint of weathering this storm with kids present. So thank you so much, Christy. Thank you so much, Amy. And you've heard from us. Now we'd like to hear from you folks in the listening audience. So if anybody has some good stories to share with us about, mothering or parenting during this time. We would love to hear from you. And again, as always, we are so grateful for all of the people who are allowing us to shelter in place. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit our website, boomgoddessradio.com, and follow us on Facebook, Boom Goddess. We'd love to hear from you. Your interest powers our programs.